If you've been looking for a comprehensive Bible school curriculum that explores redemptive realities in Jesus Christ grounded in the Word of God, look no further. The goal of this podcast is to spread the life-transforming Word of God throughout the world for the equipping of the saints to do the work of the ministry and to build up the body of Christ in what Jesus has accomplished for us through His death, burial, resurrection, and seating at the right hand of God the Father. There's such an untapped potential for Christians to enter into their glorious inheritance in Jesus Christ. Together we will discover what Jesus has done for us by providing such a great salvation and how to appropriate the promises of God in our lives. Jesus said in John chapter 8 verse 31, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples, and then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Each podcast season will cover one of the books that I have compiled over the years. You can find a complete listing of my Christian education material on my website at www.wordinspire.com. You're welcome to download these ebooks for free in PDF format for your own personal or ministry use. So let's explore these biblical truths and principles together that will absolutely transform our lives. God bless. Welcome to the Gospel series, The Parables of Jesus, The Mustard Seed, found in Matthew 13, verse 31 to 32, Mark chapter 4, verse 30 to 32, and Luke chapter 13, verse 18 to 19. The theme is faith as a seed starts small but accomplishes great things, multiplying in power. Context is Jesus' teachings concerning the kingdom of God works as a seed through words. Mark chapter 4, verse 30. Again he said, What shall we say the kingdom of God is like, or what parable shall we use to describe it? It is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest seed you plant in the ground, yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants, with such big branches that the birds of the air can perch in its shade. Big things in small packages. Oftentimes we think big is better, and sometimes it is, but some very small things contain great power. Hebrews 11 verse 3, By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. We cannot see electrons or atoms, but they are very real and serve as the building blocks of the universe. Many living things, good and bad, are on a microscopic level. Just because they are unseen to the naked eye does not render them insignificant. John 6.63, Jesus said the Spirit gives life The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and they are life. For example, we cannot see words. They are invisible but contain great power. It is through words that God created the universe. He never does anything without saying it first. It's also through the words of Jesus Christ that the universe holds together. Hebrews 1.3 in the Amplified, upholding and maintaining and guiding and propelling the universe by his mighty word of power. 
The power of God is contained in the word of God, the word of his power. Hebrews 4.12 declares that God's word is sharper than any double-edged sword. 2 Timothy 3.16 states that God's word is God-breathed, full of the life and nature of God. God's word never fails or returns to him empty-handed, according to Isaiah 55.10 and Mark chapter 13.31. God is in the multiplication business. Like when he took the little boy's lunch and multiplied it to feed a few thousand people in John 6, verse 5 through 13. Words are small, but when spoken with faith from the heart, great things will happen. Ephesians 3.20 Words release authority. Genesis 1.26 Then God said, Let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. God created us in his image and gave us dominion over all the earth. That authority is exercised and released through words. Words have the power of life and death. Salvation and damnation are in them. Our mouth is like a loaded gun. So many of us just go around shooting our mouths off recklessly. Matthew 12.36 But I tell you that men will have to give an account on the day of judgment for every careless word they have spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. Proverbs 18.21 The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Consider what Jesus said in response to the centurion and his understanding of authority. I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. The centurion understood that words change things and solicit obedience. Matthew chapter 8 verse 8. The centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority, with soldiers under me. I tell this one go, and he goes, and that one come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was astonished and said to those following him, I tell you the truth. I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. Changing things with words is at the heart of the spirit of faith in 2 Corinthians 4.13. It is the word of faith principles that gets the word in our heart to believe, according to Romans chapter 10, verse 5 through 9. But it is the spirit of faith that actually moves the mountains, according to Mark 11, verse 22 to 23. Jesus said in verse 23, I tell you the truth, if anyone says to this mountain, the mountain representing the problems and obstacles of life, Jesus told us to speak to it, not pray about it. He did not tell us to submit a prayer request or ask God to move it for us, now did he? So often Christians are waiting on God to deal with the problem when God is waiting on us to speak to the problem. As Christians, we are under God's authority to exercise it on his behalf, his will on earth as it is in heaven. James 4 verse 7, 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 8 and 9. Through the power of attorney, Jesus gave us his name to use on his behalf to deal with the devil and the junk he tries to put on us in this life. Matthew 28 verse 18 to 20, Mark 16 verse 15 to 18, Luke chapter 10 verse 18 to 20. We don't have authority over people's wills, neither does God, but we have authority in this life to trample the devil under our feet in Jesus' name. Faith as a seed. In Luke chapter 17, verse 3 through 5, 
Jesus told the disciples to forgive without limit when the offender repents. The disciples' response was, Lord, increase our faith. In other words, we need big faith for that. Jesus said the opposite is true in verse 6. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, to forgive is to walk in love, and that takes faith to release God's grace or power to forgive. Galatians 5.6, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. God's grace is God's power at work in us who believe. Faith releases that power into our lives and our situations. Acts 20, verse 32, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1 through 3. In Luke 17, verse 5, the apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. He replied, If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, Be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it will obey you. According to the parable of the sower in Luke 8, verse 11, the seed is the word of God. We sow God's word when we speak God's word. The sowing is in the saying. So faith as a seed is to say to this mulberry tree, or as in Mark eleven twenty two, if anyone says to this mountain, do something, well, do what? Well, Mark eleven twenty three, go throw yourself into the sea. In Luke seventeen six, be uprooted and planted in the sea. And what would happen? It would obey you. Why us? Because God gave us the dominion. Remember Genesis one twenty six. Jesus has restored our lost authority that Adam had given to the devil in the Garden of Eden. Luke chapter 4, verse 5 and 6. Because of God's grace and of the gift of righteousness, we can reign in this life through Jesus Christ, or as the Amplified Translation puts it, reign as kings in life. Romans five seventeen. In John 10, verse 34, Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law, I have said you are gods? If he called them gods, this is small g, to whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken. Jesus was quoting Psalms 82 verse 6. Jesus took back what the devil stole from us in the Garden of Eden. Satan may be still the small g God of this world system for now. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 24 to 28 and 2 Corinthians 4 4, but he is not God over you and me in Christ. Jesus is now our Lord, and Jesus defeated the devil. Colossians chapter 1 verse 13 to 14, chapter 2 verse 15, Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14 to 15, 1 John 3 8, Revelation 1 verse 18. When we believe God's word in our heart, where the kingdom of God now resides, then all things are possible to them who believe. Mark 9 23. Now in Luke chapter 17 verse 20, once having been asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus replied, The kingdom of God does not come with your careful observation, nor will people say, Here it is, or there it is because the kingdom of God is within you. So the key is not having more faith, but knowing how to use it. Releasing faith-filled words. According to Romans 12.3, we have already received the measure of faith. By speaking God's word in faith from our heart, we can move mountains, mulberry trees, and anything else that tries to hinder us from accomplishing God's will for our lives. God bless. I highly encourage you to continue listening to the Word of Life study series podcast and encourage your friends to tune in as well. The scriptures encourage us in Acts chapter 17 verse 11 to receive the message with great eagerness and to examine the scriptures 
every day in order to confirm the truth that you're hearing. God's Word is our final authority for all matters that pertain to life and godliness. I'd like to close this episode by praying over you according to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know Him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which He has called you, the riches of His glorious inheritance in the saints, and His incomparable great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of His mighty strength which He exerted in Christ when God raised Him from the dead and seated Him at His own right hand in the heavenly realms. Far above all rule, authority, power, and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in this present age, but also in the one to come. And in chapter 2, verse 6, And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with Him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Be blessed and see you soon.